Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them, including a special series with narrator Shane East. The Audiobook Lovin' Podcast is brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 6, Part 2 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, The Shenanigans. That is a fun word. Continues with authors Kaylee Loring and narrators Mackenzie Cartwright and Connor Craze. This segment includes questions from fans and readers and listeners in Kayleeville, Kaylee's reader group, and Connor's Cuties, his official fan group, as well as another exclusive snippet from A Very Bossy Christmas, which releases December 16th. Here we go. Part two continues. Enjoy. We can move on to the the listener questions because there's a lot of good questions mm-hmm. you so you have them in front of you or do you what do you want me how do you want to do that oh i don't know um do you want me to read them i can read them okay so this yeah. is from brandy and her question is to all of us and she says the combination of you three is off the charts do you feel differently feel is in all caps you guys do you feel differently while performing slash writing a book when you know everything will click when put together? The words and voices, the trifecta, like shivers are really emotional about it. I know a book is fantastic if it can make me feel all the feels and I just can't stop listening slash reading. Do you get something similar to this? Thank you, Brandy. Absolutely. Anyone? Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, you, it, yeah, it feels different. It feels different. There's electricity in the booth. There's, you've experienced it right along with the listener and the author, because it starts with the author, it goes through you, and then it hopefully lands in the listener's ear. And um, Connor's fantastic, Kaylee's fantastic, and you know I'm just lucky to be along for the ride. Um, oh, yeah, on. and and really and really emotional. It it is emotional. Um, one of my favorites is laughing through tears, which is something that mm-hmm. generally happens in Kaylee's books. And mm-hmm. uh, a character will be, you know, just crying and then laughter comes through it. And that's genuine for me. And you definitely can't say that for, uh, for every, for, uh, for all, all the books um, that we do, which is what makes um, these ones so special. You didn't have to say that, but thank you. <laughs> well, she well, asked I mean, the I question. I can honestly tell you. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you didn't have to say that about my books, but um, <clears throat> like I can honestly tell you, Brandy, that if you feel anything while you're listening to one of my books, then most likely I felt it while I was writing them. Like I'm, I get very shivery and really emotional all the time when I'm writing or certainly listening to my books. And I'm, I'm like, I'm basically in the excitement phase of the sexual response stages most of the time when I'm writing. And it's, <laughs> it's largely because of the anticipation of how all the different elements will eventually come together in the audiobook. So. Connor. Does Connor I, have an answer? <laughs> I, it's yes and no, actually, uh, on some of that. Uh, just the way I work, it's so in the trenches I don't have the ability to judge it while I'm doing it. Um, but with this particular project, the pieces of it, as I mentioned before, were so easy 
they just fit like a glove. Like I could, I could tell that, that Kaylee wrote it with what I could do in mind. And that made it, that made the ride and the, and the job so much easier. So there was a, there was a real pleasure in that, but I, yeah, I can't, I can't say, you know, I, I, I just, I've never been, I've never worked that way. I've never, uh, you know, I just, I do all of it the same way, or I try to, I try to be as consistent as possible. So, and, and I never, I never, I'm, I'm really bad at telling how people will take stuff. Um, how, how people will, you know, what, what will, what will resonate with somebody and what won't. Um, I learned a long time ago that I just don't have a very good radar for that. So I just, you know, I kind of don't concern myself with that. I mean, there's pieces that I like more or not. Um, but I'm just so in the trenches when I do it that it's, you know, yeah, I, I don't, I actually don't often have a very good sense, um, of just how good the final product will be though i will say this one i this one was pretty clear to me i was like uh the fit was so clear and the ease of it told me i was like you know maybe it won't be everyone's cup of tea but i i know at the end of it like i couldn't have done a better job with that awesome material you know and that's the that's the most i can hope for i guess it's the most i can hope for yeah okay michelle bestard who's a little sassy troublemaker um but her her (laughs) question to connor is what is your greatest strength as a narrator since you've told us what is not your greatest strength what is your greatest strength uh well i think i think actually well then i guess the flip side of that is like i uh i work hard at every piece of it you know i i try not to um and I also try not to overwork it. The, the question of like, you know, I generally have found that the first take, like if I'm engaged with yeah. it and I'm present and I'm doing the thing, um, you know, I'm still, it's still all a work in progress as far as like this, this particular area of voiceover, I'm pretty new and as far as a romance narrator. So I'm still, I still feel very, very fresh and still like, you know, it's a constant moving target and I suppose it always will be, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, f- I feel, I guess, I guess the things that I'm the most proud of is, is just trying to engage with material as honestly as I can. Um, you know, when I've cried, I, I've just genuinely, genuinely cried. I, I haven't tried to force anything. Um, and the same thing, I guess, with the lighter elements. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question. It does. It's so interesting, though, like listening because so many like certainly of the narrators that I work with and the other narrators that I like to listen to, they have like so many titles that it's not possible to just go through and sample all of them. But with yours, I can because (laughs) you started this year and it's just so easy to like just track how you've just gotten better and better and better with each one. And then recently, like just leaps and bounds, I think. Yeah, it, it's going to be a year already, right, Connor? Because I think you started like, your first one released in November of last year. So, was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um, but yeah, it, it it's really it really exploded the last few months, and it's. I mean, what's nice is I've I you know every day consistently I can go in there and, um, in essence, practice. You know, 
like just work at it and it really is about the work and trying to get better at it well so she also wants to know what did you find challenging about bringing a book to life which i would not know uh, how to answer that question <laughs> the, this particular book no well i think she means in general what do you find challenging oh Although, uh, feel free to talk about this if you if there was anything challenging yeah mackenzie do you have do you have thoughts on that? What's challenging about bringing, um, if there's something I can't connect with the author, uh, with the writing, but that's that's really not, it's really not applicable here um, because Kaylee and I obviously share a brain. Um, yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what's challenging. It's just when I, when I have to, when I've got to find something to hook into and I haven't quite, and it's not as easy to hook into as it is say, I don't know a Kaylee learning book. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and then there's, you know, then there's technique for that. And there's, there's suspension right. of disbelief and that takes care of it. But it's, let's put it this way. It's so much easier when you do share a brain with Kaylee Loring <laughs> And you don't have to. There are plenty of people who would not envy you for that, by the way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't. <clears throat> what was that laugh? That was ridiculous. <laughs> oh. That was like a two parter. Oh my um. God. That was, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be my ringtone. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll cut it out and get it to you. Thank you. Um, and so she, she, she asked me, would you consider writing an MFM? And if so, who would you cast? Which uh, it's kind of funny that she would ask that. So I'm, I'm actually a very write what you know kind of author, even when it comes to the sex scenes, because I'm a bit OCD about wanting things to be as realistic and believable as possible. In these books so I sometimes I sometimes worry that my sexy times are going to get boring because there's like a limited number of holes to work with <laughs> <laughs> only so many positions that I can write about okay <laughs> given the tone of my book are we done <laughs> we just... Connor has left the building um <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen so I I haven't <laughs> Kaylee Loring ladies and gentlemen Tip your tip your waitress. So, she'll be here, she'll be here all week. So, very seriously, I have not thought about writing an MFM book, but ever since I started listening to MM books of the Teddy Hamilton variety, I have of course wondered if I could ever write one of those. But <clears throat> Like I would actually have to use my imagination for a change and like do a lot of research on Reddit, I'm guessing, or sure. else, or else just write a bunch of hand job and blowjob scenes. <laughs> I think people might be a little disappointed. So, but <clears throat> so last week, Teddy Hamilton posted about his latest release with Jacob Morgan on Instagram, this Lauren Blakely one, which I think everyone has listened to by now. Um, and I just, I made this little comment on the post that was just meant to be for him to see or not see, because you never know with Teddy Hamilton on Instagram if he's gonna check his Instagram or not. And I said, one day I'm gonna write a book for you boys. And then like 10 women liked my comments and Carrie and Ryan were like, oh, please, and I replied to them about it. 
And then a few days ago, I got all these notifications on my Instagram app. Narrated by Teddy Hamilton, liked your comment. Narrated by Teddy Hamilton, liked your comment. And believe me when I tell you, he does not automatically like or respond to everyone's comments the way I do. Mm -hmm. So now a bunch of people and Teddy Hamilton want this to happen eventually. So obviously I can't do it until sometime in 2022 because I already have my release schedule and narrators booked until early that year, but I'm going to do it. And I immediately thought, but how can I work Mackenzie into this project without it being an MFM story? So I will figure out a way to have Mackenzie voice some side you want, characters. You so want, that, you want uh, someone to come in with a bowl of soup for the gentleman. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to replenish their fluids after ejaculating oh so many times. <laughs> Haley Loring, ladies, I could just introduce you all yeah. night. <laughs> As Connor leaves the room. <laughs> <laughs> it actually says here, Connor has left the meeting. Yeah. Um, okay, so Carol Capus. Oh, I'll just say their first names. Carol, I feel, are you going to edit, edit out their last names? Are we even allowed to say their last names? They probably love it. Never mind. Carol would like to know, Connor and Mackenzie, what do you do to protect your voice and keep it in top condition? I also really want to know this. First. Um, Any day now, but think about it. So uh, the particular uh, challenges of the romance genre is it seems like half the time that you just, you should be a big growly bear demon. Uh, <laughs> that That's what the ladies like. They're just like everything, everything down here. Uh, take your panties off, you know, like that kind of. Um, weights, basically, narrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm who, <laughs> you know, that voice. He didn't start there. He ended up there. Um, so, I want to get as rough and growly and deep and sexy as I can without straining anything. Um, so that generally involves, honestly, the switch to the U87 was helpful because um, ah. it started picking up more of those warmer tones. Um, but yeah, just not pressing. Because the other thing is uh, the technique of just things coming out in a relaxed way uh, in general helps the characters, I feel. So um, that that dovetails nicely with protecting my voice as well as, you know, serving these guys who are just like, yeah, I'm me and uh, you're going to like me. Those, those guys that, you know, that I play, that I am not in real life. So, so, so like we're not talking about honey in your tea or throat coat or anything like that. It's just vocal. I, I used to do a lot more. It's probably, it's probably too serious for this podcast. But uh, after my, after my father died, I had a lot of vocal problems. I had a lot of tension, um, which I'm just really now starting to get rid of. So there was a lot of throat coat in my life before because I was pressing because I just needed you know my my wife was pregnant my father was dying I had to work in the middle of all that uh she was in another city so like there was a lot of tension in my life which I I didn't notice it was day by day which crept up into my my voice um which I'm now slowly piece by piece trying to break back down again and make more relaxed Sorry to bring the podcast up. But. No, no, that's interesting. I mean, I know how, 
Well, I know that symbolically, especially if you weren't necessarily talking about how sad you were, that that kind of stuff can like just stay there and affect your your throat chakra. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm from mm -hmm. I lived in LA for a really long time. So. <laughs> California, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, I met when I met my wife. She was she was living in California at the time, and she put rocks on my face. I yes. don't really know why she put rocks on my face. It was had oh. to do with energies, but I was like, just. She's but like, you wanted to this. get late, so you're like, yeah, do that. I was like, yeah, put those rocks <laughs> in my face, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. This, this feels amazing. And yeah, I'm oh, so, so good. So my, my chakras are so, so uh, you know, yeah. They're they're doing what they're supposed to be doing now. Good yeah, job. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So Mackenzie, what oh, about you? Oh, gosh. I, I could never stand the taste of throat coat. I, I it just felt like, mm. it just felt like it was coating mm. my, just like a, just almost made it worse. I don't know why. Um, the singing, the singing <laughs> has always helped to keep, to keep the, the more you, the more I find that I keep the highs exercised, the lowers are easier to get to. And of course we voice a lot of men down here, you know, but fortunately, it's not yeah. projecting for 3000 people, it's right here. So it doesn't have to be huge. Um, but I have, well, but yeah. Sorry, but when you say this singing helped a lot, do you mean the fact that you're trained or do you, do you sing to do it like a warm up before you just, start recording? Just, just singing, yes, the, the training, the vo vocal training of all sorts has, has helped um, just to start from a place of openness and to keep it open. And, um, and yeah, the more, the more I sing, the better, the better I feel. So it's just, and it, and it keeps you, um, keeps you balanced, keeps it, keeps it, uh, especially because we have so, so many low male characters in the, in the romance genre, um, who are growly and sexy. Crowley and Crowley and Barry and demons. you know in the middle of the throes of passion and you know it's uh it's, yeah. but if you keep it if you keep it with you know with other characters with all of you, you know just having fun you uh you know keep it flexible that's all yeah and I'm trying to keep myself to one cup of coffee a day one mm. one. Mm. <laughs> I'm guessing um, Connor can not. Do <laughs> mm. Are we in the mm. double digits or? Mm. Yeah, I think I start off with four, three to Damn. four. But like, well, what are we talking about? A cup, like a, a respectable uh, mug. Well, you tell a us. Like, well, no, I mean, well, there's, there's the friends, cups on the like on those... the actual machine, which are like tiny little teacup kind of deal. I have four of those, so it's like. Like two espresso? normal cups of coffee, I guess. Two two normal mugs, whatever. So. All right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you're so amped up all the time. Is that what I am? No. No. <laughs> I've started to think of you, Connor, as like the Don Draper of romance narrators. Uh -huh. But like, if Don Draper were a hilarious family man who didn't have a messed up childhood. <laughs> Which I'm assuming you didn't. So well, basically, yeah, that's, basically you, you shouldn't just, assume. You shouldn't. <laughs> but basically, like a guy in a suit with a tumbler in his hand. <laughs> well, and a mic I'm, in glad the other. I, I'm glad I've uh, cultivated that because yeah. let's be honest, from the job that I work in a booth, there's a lot of sweatpants involved. 
a lot. Oh, actually, it's so funny you would bring that up because uh, my publicist, Jen, is a happily married mom who has a huge crush on you. And she was too shy to ask any questions, but she wants to know about your gray sweatpants situation. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to answer it. I don't know. Do you have gray sweatpants and do you wear them? Because I'm now she's wearing just gonna gray wear sweatpants right, right now. now. <laughs> Literally right now. Do you know that gray sweatpants are basically like men's lingerie <laughs> for women? You know, it's just... You know, you men have it so easy. All pants. you have to do is put on a pair of pants. <laughs> in some ways. In some ways, we have, yes. We have but thank you, like, Mackenzie. I mean... Can you imagine oh. being a dude who's like 18 and it's like, well, what are the rules? How do you get women? And it's like, I don't know. It's fucking pandemonium. You put on sweatpants. You know, like I get like women have all these rules, but you have rules. Like you, you know what the well, rules are with, with women. Like it's guidelines. like, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> sweatpants? Why, why in the world with sweatpants? I will what? send you. I will send you the link to the TikTok video for you to realize and see why we're talking about sweatpants. If you really want to know. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to this video. I don't know about anybody else. I will share with you guys too so you see You what see I'm all of about. us. Thank you. Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, so yeah. also, has any book you narrated touched and moved you in a way that you didn't expect? Um... Mm-hmm. Well, I expect to be moved by my books. I expect the author to do their job. No, um, <laughs> I expect. no pressure there, Kaylee. I always, I always, I, why well, I, I, I talked about this in the, the oral fixation lives. Um, for me, it's like the analogy is sometimes in that, in that question, it's like, how did the food taste? Did the food taste amazing? Right, right. It's like, I'm the chef or I'm the sous chef, you know, like I, my job is to prepare it, which involves its own level of uh, enjoyment and engagement, but it's not the same thing as uh, listening to it. Um, right. so, so, I mean, at least the way that I work, you know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to play the instrument, so I'm not enjoying the music in the same way, you know? Um, I'm, I'm responsible for making the music. So it's not that I'm not having fun or, um, or engaged, but it's, it's not, it's not the same thing. Um, and in fact, in some ways, like if I'm too surprised, if I'm, you know, part of, part of enjoying a piece of work is being surprised. Um, if I'm too surprised, then I probably didn't do enough prep. Um, (laughs) it's like, Oh, I didn't see that coming. Like I should probably know that, um, so that I can, portray it and be it um if that makes sense that was beautifully said that was beautifully said there's there's <laughs> oh, nothing more to say than that. that's really i've <sighs> never heard of it that way and i i love that okay now i have to choose okay so <clears throat> mary martin is going to want to ask you this question mackenzie hi mc how are you I listen to almost all podcasts where you are a guest, so I know a lot of you as a narrator. Can you or can you or would you share with us what Mackenzie Cartwright is as a normal gal when she is not narrating? Your hobbies, favorite kill time activities, favorite book, 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's see. Um, okay. Uh, going for a walk in Central Park. <sighs> Manicures and pedicure. You remember before, before quarantine when we could do all these things, um, probably fiddling with Sudoku, um, cooking mm -hmm. myself a bowl of French onion soup. Um, that's one of my favorites. Um, I, I'm a fan of reading, um, but never on my iPad because I have to use an iPad for work. So um, I want to read on like old, old cheap paperbacks that don't matter. Does where it doesn't matter if I get them wet because I'm turning the pages with my damp hands because I'm in the bathtub. That is probably. <laughs> yeah, I love reading the bathtub and I love unwinding um, after a session um, with you know like a really nice pillow under my head in the bath because of all the leaning forward that I tend to do it, narration, it's a bad habit. Um, but I need to sort of stretch out like over a yoga ball kind of going the other way. So, up, so baths are great. And I love to read. Um, I love reading. I would probably consider like Jane Austen, probably one of my favorite writers. I love reading the old stuff. I love reading um, stuff that doesn't take place in this century because that's kind of where I live. That's where my narration and my commercial work is all like very much right now, here we are doing this right this second contemporary. And I like to just kind of unwind and, you know, do some little like Regency, Edwardian kind of fun, old timey <laughs> stuff, just for fun, just, just for fun. Pretty old timey. It's pretty old timey. And I love <clears throat> old movies and stuff. Okay. Um, so I, I have to ask, I think this is Michelle Sutton asked if I have nicknames for Connor and Mackenzie, or is it just Sir Shane McFancy? Is <laughs> he the only narrator that I have a nickname for? And I love this question. So Sir Shane is the only one who has actually earned a nickname so far, although I, I have lovingly called Zach a little turd in a DM once, but I have a title for Mackenzie, which is the official voice of Kaylee Loring's Lady Hearts. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I promise I will get a plaque made for you one day. <clears throat> and I also now have a title for Connor, which I have not shared with anyone yet. <laughs> so, so anyone who has heard chapter 12 of Our Way by T.L. Swan will understand why I now consider him the reigning audible fuck champion. <laughs> oh, I heard that. Oh. <laughs> because... Oh. Because he performed a perfect triple fuck. <laughs> and he stuck the landing. <laughs> oh my God. It was awe-inspiring. And you are the champion, my friend. Wow. wow. You're welcome. Okay. You'll, your certificate's in the mail. <laughs> I'm in awe. Wow. Do you feel good about that? Or is that creepy? Or I mean, it's hilarious. What am I supposed to say to that? I mean, unreal. You know how important it is in this business. I mean, I'm... I'm beyond flattered. That's that's <laughs> nice. The yeah, the triple fuck. Yeah, Russians still gave me a bad score. Eight nine. They're tough to um, beat. That's your cue to do a Russian accent. Is is good. Is mm. not. Is is good. It could be could better. be better. It can be better. Could be better. Connor, have him do again, and I judge again. It, this time in my private quarters. Thank. you. 
just to I'll have what not she's creepy having. at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Do you have yeah, time for one more? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, um, so Valerie asks all of us. <laughs> he says, during the process of releasing the book and recording, in between hours, do you all secretly Facebook time or Zoom meeting about how to make it better or just say hello to each other? <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Like, I, like, no, I love that. How great that's would a it great be question. if we like? Can we like have Zoom meetings where the narrators are like, how can I make this fuck better? And the authors are like, <laughs> can I hear your orgasm sounds for chapter 13? Like, could you just make it a little more groany? Or no. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our fucks are down 39% <laughs> quarter to quarter. We uh, need to get our fucks up. Yeah, yeah. See this chart? By, yeah. by any means necessary. I want to hear ideas, people. Ideas. <laughs> That that is so. Yeah. Sweet. You know what I? Something I love about actually, like what we're doing right now, is it reminds me of, kind of reminds me of college, where like your friends were never far away, and I I just love that feeling that even though we're not recording in the same place or we're, you know, living in the same place, that there's we're still connected by what we do, and so that when we do get together, even virtually, it kind of feels like we're all just kind of hanging around having a drink together. And that we are talking about, oh, how can we improve this? Or will you do an M, what was it, MFM? F, MFM? MFM. And, um, you know, and, and all that stuff. So uh, in, my, in my kind of like fantasy world, like Kaylee is, is like entering the, the room like Kramer is. And there's like a laugh, there's like a laugh, there's like a laugh track. <laughs> That's exactly what my hair looks like right now, by the way. And it's like, oh, it's, there's, you know, and, and oh, oh, there's Connor and there's Viviana, you know, we're, here we are. And yes, I, I, w I would like to think that that, that um, the question posed is almost like my little fantasy world where we're all working on it. Like we would work on a play, but you know, we email each other and text each mm. other and yak every once in a while yeah 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 i always have email conversations with mackenzie when she's reading the book and then i will email her when i'm listening to the book but like i always hear from the guys after they're done recording which is interesting Fuckers. to me but anyway so i want to get to louise brown's question if you have a yeah, yeah, yeah. second she says to all of us, if you had your own podcast, who would you most want to interview? Mm. Mm. Could you do that a little growlier? No. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck. Wow. Fuck. Fuck. Well, see, you just got it for free, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you know what brought you, you here, kid. You I know. You didn't have to spend an Audible credit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's not even a good mic though. Man, I really hope that makes a difference because I spent a lot of money on that. Yeah, this is my this is my um, shitty um this is my shitty studio like uh, outside mic. Um, I won't even tell you what it is. I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> you're, you're so ashamed. The one you picked up from. <laughs> and this isn't even this isn't even worse chair. I think this chair is IKEA. Oh man! Oh, oh no. the horror! It's staples to IKEA. Pod, mm -hmm. Podcast interview. Um, who would we interview? So you guys, who would you want to interview? I would interview podcast? Connor, Kaylee, and Viviana. 
That's my easy answer. <laughs> Cop out, but yeah, great. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear that. Oh my goodness. I'm hearing it right now. Uh, yeah. But you you would run a tighter ship is what you're saying. Viviana is, she's a, it's a free for all. You whip us into she's shape. Letting us, she, she's letting us just. Yeah, Viviana she's like, so well known. Letting us go hang, off the rails. Hang, hang ourselves with our own rope. Because she, she knows, she knows that's happening. what we do. We dig ourselves our graves. We yeah. hang ourselves with yeah, our own rope. Yeah, that's right. She just stays out of our way. And that's we, right. We, we, we that's right. Mouth. It's golden. Blow it up. It's Blow golden. It up. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, I guess I'll go with, uh, I've always wanted to talk to Bill Bryson. I, I really like his books. Okay. Um, yeah. I would tune in for that. So I would actually love, I would interview my friends because I've been like totally sucked at keeping in touch with friends and relatives since I became an author. And I have some really interesting and creative friends. So I'd be just like, the show would be called I Suck, Have You Been? <laughs> We would just catch up on um, stuff. Would, nice. People could would listen. listen. Would listen. With a title like that, I guess. We have a very special treat for you all. Exclusive excerpt from A Very Bossy Christmas. Chapter 5. Declan. Mama's boy to the world. Fuck the holidays. Fuck family dinners and fuck my life. My mother's voicemail has been burning a hole through my phone and my cold, dead heart since 6 o'clock. It's now 10.30 here and in Ohio. She'll still be up. If I wait until after midnight to call and leave a message, she'll know I was trying to avoid her. If I send her a text saying that I'll call her in the morning, she'll call me back immediately. If I don't answer, she will not stop calling. She will never stop. If I don't respond at all, I'm a dick. I literally have a degree in knowing whether or not I'm going to win an argument or not, and I'm 100% going down in flames with this one. I don't even know what I'm going to say at this point, so I just have to nut up, make the call, and get this terrible part of my life over with. Two more fingers of whiskey, and I take the plunge. I open up the cutlery drawer so I can have a fork ready, for when I'll have to stab myself in the thigh with it for soul-crushing Catholic guilt reasons. She answers before I even hear it ring. Declan Sullivan Cannavale, you don't join us for Thanksgiving and now you're avoiding us at Christmas too? I'm not avoiding you, Ma. I'm busy. Hi. You're prioritizing work over family. Again. Hi. You sound hungry. Did you eat dinner? Yes, I had a steak. Oh, Mr. Fancy Pants McGee over there with his steaks and his penthouse and his gallivanting around town and his big important meetings that are more important to him than his own mother. I can hear her grinning. Mary Margaret O'Sullivan Cannavale is a first-generation Irish-American from Boston with a first-class Irish mammy personality. Sometimes she wields it like an adorable five-year-old with a toy lightsaber. Sometimes she uses it like a shiv in an impromptu street fight. She's going easy on me up front, but that just means she'll escalate if I don't head her off at the pass. I scoff quietly. I'm definitely not gallivanting around town. Oh yeah? Why's that? Sleeping at the office again? Nope. I didn't want to say anything yet. But I've been seeing someone. What the fuck, mouth? She's silent for a beat before saying, 
Say that again, so I know I didn't dream it. I've been seeing someone. I didn't want to say anything because of what's going on, but... What's going on? What's going on is you've been breaking my heart, letting me think you're all alone over there, working all the time in that soulless crap hole. Now you're telling me you've got a girlfriend, and you're keeping it a secret? From me? It's not a secret. I just wasn't telling anyone yet, you know, until I knew it was serious or not. Fuck you, mouth. So what? You're telling me it's serious? Fuck me. It's still new, is what I'm saying at the same time that she says, Bring her! Bring her to Christmas Eve dinner! I'll tell you if it's serious or not. It's settled. I don't know if... Oh. She lowers her voice. Does she not celebrate Christmas? Because this would be terrible and she doesn't want my dad or the Virgin Mary to hear my answer. She celebrates Christmas. I pause for her audible sigh of relief. I just have to see about her schedule. She works as much as I do. Almost exactly as much, actually. Is she there with you now? No, no, she's at her place. She took her niece shopping today. Fuck you, brain. I toss the fork back in the drawer because this conversation is all the torture and punishment I need. Oh, so she's good with kids. I like the sound of that. Ma. You know I always said you make a good father. It is definitely too soon to be thinking about that. I've been thinking about it ever since Eddie was born. The way you looked after him, six years old and always looking out for the new baby. How much longer are you going to make me wait to become a grandmother? I'm not exactly getting any younger over here. You already have grandkids. I won't be happy until all of my babies are blessed with babies of their own. You know that. How is Eddie doing anyway? I haven't heard from him in a while. Thank God for Eddie. I can always bring him up when I need to shift the topic of conversation from what's missing in my life to the dumpster fire that is his love life. Take that, youngest son. Eddie's doing great, sounds like. He is? Fuck you, Eddie. Sounds like he finally met a nice girl, but he won't give me the details either. Ah, uh, sounds about right. Don't try to change the subject, Mr. Esquire. You bring this girlfriend of yours... What did you say her name was? I didn't. It's Maddie. Fuck you, Christmas. Maddie, now that's a charming name. She sounds Irish. Love her already. Oh, she's a charmer, all right. But I'm not sure if she's got any Irish in her. I'd like to put some Irish-Italian in her, though. Not sure. How could you not know something like that? She sounds genuinely hurt that I'm not actively seeking out Irish-American women who are exactly like her. We've just had a lot of other things to talk about. Like work, and how much she hates working for me, and how much she despises me as a person. Well, I can't wait to meet her. Hang on. I can hear my dad's deep, muffled voice in the background. It's Declan, she yells out. He's got a new girlfriend named Maddie. He's bringing her to dinner. What? Turn down the TV. I can't hear you. Stop yelling at me. Ugh, that man, driving me nuts. I'll let you go if you need to. Don't you hang up on me, Mr. Big Shot. You'll bring Maddie on Christmas Eve, and you'll take her to Boston for the O'Sullivan Gathering on the 22nd. You got the invitation. I deleted the invitation. I don't think they invited me. I saw they CC'd you, so don't try to get out of it. You're going. Granny and Granddad can't come for Christmas because of his foot. He has to keep it elevated as much as possible, so they can't travel now. Hopefully by the wedding. Uh-huh. 
God knows I'll fly to Boston in a heartbeat, but I gotta stick around here every damn day to make sure your father doesn't accidentally burn the house down. Someone from my family's gotta be there, and you're the closest. They'll be so happy to see you with someone new. It only takes ten minutes longer to fly there from Cleveland. Why can't Aiden go? Aiden's got kids. Right, and he can't afford to get alcohol poisoning from hanging out with the Irish side for a few hours. It's the truth. I can't just fly to Boston for a cocktail party. Oh, yes, you can. You went for that meeting once. You think I don't remember? That was for work. Uh-huh. I see how it is. Eh, it's fine. They'll both be dead soon anyway, so what's the point of spending time with them? They're just your mother's parents. My entire side of the family will be dead soon, probably from their livers given out, so who gives a flying whatever, right? Ma, I can't. I'm sorry, but I can't go to that. I will bring her to Christmas Eve, all right, I promise. She sighs. Okay. She never really expected me to go to Boston. I know that tactic. She knows that tactic. That's my good boy. And you'll bring her to... Yeah, I'll bring her. I'll tell them. You don't have to. I'll tell everyone for you. Thanks, Ma. I appreciate it. Anything for my sweet boy. Hang on. What? My mother never pulls the phone away from her mouth when she yells at my dad. Ever. It's in the cupboard. Not that one, the other one. Yeah, it is. Behind the thing. Don't you move my things around, Tony. Tony. That man, I swear. I just want you to marry a nice woman who's as tolerant as I am, Deck. Christ on a cracker, I'll call you back. I actually have to call Maddie now, so... Aw, you do that. I'm so excited to see you. I love you, my sweet, sweet boy. Love you. Conversation over. Now what? Ma always said I'd catch my death from the cold if I went outside barefoot. I could try that. I could ask one of the women I was gallivanting around town with earlier this year if they want to pretend to be named Maddie for a few nights. But I haven't seen any of them for a couple of months, and who needs that conversation? Or I could just wait until I tell Cooper what I need her to assist me with over the holidays and wait for her to kill me slowly with eye rolls and sarcasm. For the first time in two months... I don't reach for my phone to text her when it seems like nothing else can save me. But it seems that nothing, not even a phone call with my mother, can stop me from wondering if Maddie Cooper is naked right now. Fuck my cold, dead heart. And we hope you've enjoyed that excerpt um, of the very Boston for Christmas with the December 16th release date. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I will not. Things to stop it makes us have to laugh more. It's just yes, that is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Um, do you guys have anything that's coming up that you guys want to share at this point, or can share? Because I know that's the other thing too. Well, I can tell you guys. Sorry, I just want to say that a very friendly Valentine's Day is coming up next for me with. Connor Grace and Mackenzie Cartwright. Yay! So, I think that mm-hmm. answers Yay, one of the questions that mm-hmm. we got. That would we be working together <laughs> mm-hmm. um, again? And yes, we are a very yes, yeah. a very friendly Valentine's Day. Yeah. And also, by the way, yeah. So, but also, um, I'm going to write uh, for the the Irish cousin Nolan. Will have a book, but in like 2022. Nice. So, mm. I still have to book you guys for that. <laughs> 
I have Something room to to? in 2022. <laughs> in 2022, 2022 yeah. St. Patrick's Day. This is a good Day. time to talk about it. okay thank you so much kaylee mckenzie and connor for taking the time to chat with me today it's been a pleasure and lots of fun very professional of course all right much much love to you all this was such a joy i can't even tell you i'm 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 grinning from ear to ear if you can't tell (laughs) it did not (laughs) once again thank you for not being terrible It was nice talking nice to you. Nice talking to you yep. too. All right, Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, guys. Bye. 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 And now unless she's gone, we can talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just us. <laughs> just us. So what do you really think? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not following them on social media, um, except for Kaylee, she's not really on Twitter, regardless of the fact that we've offered her cookies and told her there's cookies there, she still won't go. Right, Kelly? For the record, she never offered me cookies. So. <laughs> well, we, I did t- over on uh, our DMs and stuff. I said, yeah, they're saying that there's cookies and else. And you're like, you don't care. You're yeah, not but you didn't get personally me. offer me cookies. I, do you need me to bake them for you to consider it? Because I will bake you cookies. I just, I am a chef. You love me, Viviana. Oh, I, I love you a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Otherwise, I'll have a lot of cookies. Okay, I'll do that. Um, so we'll see if we can get her on Twitter um, but you can find those links in the episode um, post over at Viviana Enchanters of Books and until next time happy listening a heartfelt thank you to all of our audiobook loving podcast Patreon special thanks to Michelle Sutton Jing Kemp Jen Franklin Brittany Cottingham Kimberly Reed Leanne Schwartz Christine Cox Christy Reitz Jennifer Graham, Cindy Pittman, Mendy Summer, Jenny Johnson, Jesse Stafford, Chrissy Font, Rhonda Pezzarello, Michelle DaCosta, Emily Dye, Michelle Bastard, Farah Blair, Candace Platel, Carol Liebner, Bethany Crane, and Teresa Martin. The Audiobook Lovin' Podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive early access to podcast episodes, exclusive content with our guests, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobooklovin'. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, VivianaEnchantressOfBooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.